we will make this quick because we know your time is valuable. The Dairy Strong Conference is January 16th through the 18th in Green Bay, Wisconsin, a new location, and we'd love to see you there. You can learn more at dairystrong.org. You, your farm, your future, and most importantly, your time matter to us. Welcome to the Dairy Streamlit. Brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations fighting for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. The Dairy Streamlet is a compressed, high-level overview of a Dairy Stream episode. We focus on opportunities and challenges impacting the future of dairy. I'm your host, Joanna Guza. The Nature Conservancy, the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy, and the Institute for Feed Education and Research launched a three-year project to explore innovative feed management strategies that can reduce methane emissions in dairy cattle. They are working with up to 10 farms in Michigan and Wisconsin. The Dairy Streamlet only covers a high-level overview of this topic, so we encourage you to listen to the full episode on October 18th. Our guest today is Dr. Partha Ray. He's the lead dairy scientist at the Nature Conservancy. Partha, if you could first start off by sharing what has been done with the research project so far. Yes, GG emission from agriculture is contributing to the overall GG emission across the world. And within that, if you look at the enteric methane emission from ruminants, um, that's one of the major contributors to overall GG emission from agriculture. Now, there are ways to reduce enteric methane emission from dairy cows. There are dietary intervention or feed management practices that could be adopted to reduce enteric methane emissions. But there are multiple questions around how we can do that correctly so that we can achieve the goal that we want to achieve. And one of the, the major goals of this project is to answer those questions for farmers who can actually adopt those feed management practices to reduce enteric methane emissions. We are also aiming to inform USDA and RCS about the barriers to adopting those practices and suggest a potential incentive structure to help farmers adopt feed management practices. So this is one USDA NRCS funded conservation innovation grant, which means we are going to do demonstration trials on farms. Mm -hmm. Different trials have been done to evaluate the impact of feed management practices on enteric methane emissions. Most of them are done in controlled experimental setup in university settings. We wanted to take those trials and results to the ground and do it on a commercial farm to make sure they work same way when we use those on commercial dairy farms. So to do that kind of trials, you require a lot of preparations. And that's what we have been doing we are almost done with all the preparations that we need to do to run those animal trials on commercial dairy farms so that we can generate meaningful data and information that's going to be useful for various stakeholders across the dairy supply chain. Can you break down what is feed management and what feed management strategies are being used in this study? If you look at feed management, in my opinion, the way I see it under the big umbrella, Feed management could include feed production, um, harvesting, and storing. But in general, feed management usually refers to how we manage feeding our dairy cows. So what we are feeding, how much we are feeding, and why we are feeding it that way. So what we are feeding, that includes two things. One is the 
types of feed ingredients, whether it's forage or any any concentrate of grain or mineral and vitamin premix. And then other thing that goes under what we are feeding are nutrients. We are feeding those cows to make sure they get the sufficient amount of nutrient that they require for their maintenance, for to support production, for their performance, and to support their reproductive performance and system as well. This whole package is called feed management. And you could have a plan that includes all of these topics, how you do it on your farm with the end goal of meeting those cows nutrient requirement for their different physiological purposes. So that could be called a plan, but then when you execute it, and that is feed management. What types of feed rations reduce methane? We have been talking about feed additives. You know? So we add very small amount of these feed additives, maybe 0.5 grams, 1 grams, 2 grams, very small compared to the total amount of feed ration that we feed to our cows daily. But those additives, they come with that methane mitigation potential. But do you always have to use feed additives to reduce enteric methane emission? The answer is not necessarily. So you may have a feed ration and by changing the formulation of the ration, you could reduce enteric methane emission. But to begin with, you have to look at the quality of that feed ration. If you are feeding a ration to your cows um, with poor or not very high digestibility, then those cows are going to be less efficient in utilizing energy. They would be wasting a lot of energy as methane and less energy would be channeled towards producing milk. So by improving the quality, the digestibility of your ration, you can reduce enteric methane emissions. That's very straightforward and simple way. You don't really need any value proposition there because by feeding high quality ration, you are asking those cows to produce more milk from the same amount of feed. So you are getting more production, which is going to help with your ROI. And then some rations, they may have some ingredients that may contain some bioactive compounds or what I mean by that is a plant secondary metabolites, which could have enteric methane mitigation potential. For example, if you add a forage uh, which has, let's say, tannin in it, and we know tannin can suppress methane production in the rumen. So without doing anything, since you have included a feed ingredient which contains tanniniferous compound, it could have an impact on enteric methane production. How can a farm create or start a feed management strategy? How they can get started, I would say always start with the end in mind. What's your end goal? What it is that farm wants to achieve with their feed management? They want to increase the production. They want to reduce nutrient excretion from their farm, or they want to reduce methane or GHG emission overall from their farm. So what that end goal is, once they identify their end goal, then they should start talking to their advisors. Most farms, they work with a nutritionist, they have a veterinarian or some other consultants. Start having a conversation with them, how they can help with feed management plan so that way you can get to your end goal. 
But in doing that, you need to assess what you currently have on your farm, what you are currently doing in terms of field management. That will help those advisors to identify the areas where you can make improvement, which will take you to that end goal. And then you identify the feasible solutions, and those solutions have to be aligned with your end goal. And during that whole process, when you are assessing what you are currently doing, you make changes and you need to continue measuring and monitoring using a specific metric, which could be again milk production or feed efficiency or the amount of nutrient excreted by those cows or the methane or GHG emission. So you need to have a metric that you can use to assess your current scenario and to monitor your progress as you develop your feed management strategy and execute implement it on your farm to get to that end point. Last question as we wrap up this dairy streamlet in the next 10 years, what do you think feed management will look like? By training, I'm an animal nutritionist, so I am going to wear that hat and say, whether it's 10 years from now or 20 years, we'll stick to the basic principles of feed management. What I mean by that is we still will formulate a dairy cow ration using high quality feed ingredients that will help our cows to meet their nutrient requirements for one or multiple physiological purposes, as I was saying, for their maintenance, production, performance, reproduction. So that's one thing we would still be doing, whether it's 10 years, 20 years, or 50 years down the road. However, we may get better at precision feeding with more and more advanced technologies and AI available. So what I mean by that is you feed your cows the amount of nutrient that they need. So if they need X, feed them X, not X plus one or X minus one. It is very difficult to do it. I can easily say it, but it's very difficult to do it. But I guess we can get better and better at it when we have more new advanced technologies and more and more data available so that we can rely more and more on precision feeding, which will help not only to reduce the methane emission, but also nutrient loss and other environmental issues that we are currently dealing with. Well, again, this is just the surface of our conversation. We've been talking with Dr. Partha Ray. He's the lead dairy scientist at the Nature Conservancy. And also, if your farm is interested in participating in a feed management strategy study, we dropped some information in the description below of how you can learn more about the study and get involved. If this topic interests you, I encourage you to listen to our full episode on October 18th. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Joanna Guza for Dairy Stream. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, email us at podcast at dairyforward.com.